Psalms 92 verse 10. I read the King James Bible. It says, but my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I read it in the common, the complete Jewish Bible, the CJB, the Kairos people will know what we're talking about. The CJB reads, you have given me the strength of a wild bull. You anoint me with fresh olive oil. When David wrote this verse, he is saying something that is so important for us because, you know, sometimes it's good when you listen to something like this to ask yourself, who's talking? Because who a person is and their experience colors what they say. And you cannot have a full appreciation of somebody's statement if you don't know who they are. This is a, this is a man who knew God from a very early age. This is a young man who used to look after his father's sheep. And he understood the covenant of God. And every time he's out in the field, he would take his harp and he would play the harp and worship. And as we saw on the tabernacle teaching that the incense, as it rises up, leads you into the presence of God. So this is a man who understood the presence of God coming upon his life because really that's what the anointing is, is the presence of God upon our lives. This is a man who stood up against Goliath. The fight was a mismatch. Goliath a giant. Goliath a soldier. Armed with all the armor that a soldier was to have in those days. David, so young that he was not even conscripted to become a soldier. I don't know if Unasheva. All he had was a sling and some few stones. Katie, not trained, very young. But he squared up with his giant because he understood something about the anointing of God. He knew. When the anointing is on you, you are bad. Tell your neighbor, when the anointing was in you, you are bad. Yeah. He knew that the anointing turns you into another man. That's what the prophet Samuel told Saul. He said, when the spirit of the most high comes upon you, Saul, you will prophesy with them and you will be turned into another man. This is a man who was anointed as a king. As a matter of fact, he was anointed on three different occasions. This is a man who understands the power of God, the anointing of God. And he says to God, you God, you have given me the strength of a wild bull. And the reason I have the strength of a wild bull is because you have anointed me with fresh olive oil. 
Horns in the Bible are a symbol of strength and authority. That's why in the King James it says, my horn, you will exalt as the horn of a unicorn. Horns figuratively speak of power. This guy is saying, when fresh oil is on me, I will be powerful like that beast of burden. Because you and I, we know that when it comes to oxen and, and bulls and buffaloes, the horns is the seat of their strength. And when they fight, they use those horns to stand against whatever enemy. And David is saying, in a similar way, I'll have horns. Of course, he's not talking about the same horns as that of the buffalo. But he's using that figuratively to say when the anointing is on me, I am bad. Tell your neighbor, you are bad when the anointing is on me. Very interesting that the expression of the horn is right through the Bible. Particularly in the Old Testament. Let me read some scriptures quickly. We'll just read past them. We won't even talk about them. Psalms 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my strength, my God in whom I trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 1 And Hannah prayed and said My heart rejoices in the Lord My horn is exalted in the Lord My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies Because I rejoice in thy salvation Verse 10 The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth And he shall give strength unto his king And exalt the horn of his anointed You see, when you are anointed You become strong when you're anointed, you can do things that you can't do otherwise. When you're anointed, you move in another dimension. You move in another kind of power. Can I hear an amen, Bazalana? And I want to tell you, Bazalana, all of us walk in the anointing. All of us, God wants to anoint us. But you see, there is the anointing within that we read about in 1 John chapter 2. That kind of anointing, it cannot increase, it cannot decrease. When you become a Christian, you get born again. And God puts his spirit inside of you. And 1 John 2, 27 says, And the anointing that we have received of him abides in us. And we need not that any man teach us, but the same anointing teaches us all things to abide in him. So the purpose of the anointing within is to teach you to abide in Christ. Simply put, the purpose of the anointing inside of you is to help you to be more like Jesus Christ. It's to help you to conform to the image of Christ, to become a matured Christian, a growing Christian. It is that anointing that helps you understand the word of God. It is that anointing that prompts you to worship. It is that anointing that makes you want to pray more. It is that type of anointing that opens your eyes that the same scriptures that you used to read years ago, all of a sudden they make sense. Not only do they make sense, you know how to apply them. And when you apply those scriptures, they begin to change your life. That anointing does not increase. That anointing cannot decrease. It remains the same amount. It doesn't leave you. It stays in your life all the time. However, the anointing that David is talking about is the anointing that comes upon. The anointing upon is to equip us for service. Jesus said it in Luke 4. When you read from verse 18, he said the spirit of the Lord is what? Look at your neighbor and say, Sugar man, How? 
We are lively people here in the township. Ibila kiletsa sa fever ke tlhoma mo pela lona ke bua le lona hila tholela fela. What did Jesus say? He said the spirit of the Lord is what? The spirit of the Lord is what? I want to hear you. The spirit of the Lord is what? The spirit of the Lord is what? Read that next word. Just the one word. It says earring 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 So every time the spirit comes upon you is because Are you there, Vasalom? Yeah. So if there's no because, there's no reason why the spirit should come upon. You can have the spirit inside. But if because is not there, there's no reason why the spirit should come upon. He he explains why the spirit is upon him because he has done what? To do what? He has anointed me to do what? So you are anointed to preach. Huh? Are you understanding what I mean? I'm anointed to preach. Yeah. Oh, you don't believe a little amen. I thought I was anointed. I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Note, he has done what? He has sent me to do what? And then to do what? To preach deliverance to the See the anointing helps you to bring deliverance to the captives. To open the eyes of the blind. It's anointing. And what? Recovering of sight to the blind. And note what it says to do what? To set at liberty them that are what? That's why some of you little hili shayegi. Yeah. Kotwa ngenxaya anointing. Look at you now. Come on somebody. I love you brother man. Look at you now. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. Today o sotse ba go itsheka. Mara ha o tla mona o no vitikile. It's all because of the anointing. Can I hear it? Yeah. Baba ri tlile hi ri nwa. Ri na le phusa face. Oh, but look at me now. I said look at me now. But it's because of the anointing. It's not because of the minister. God help us not to credit ourselves for it. To always give the glory where it belongs. Next verse, next verse, verse 19 hearing to preach what? You know what that is called? It's called the year of jubilee. In the year of jubilee, people always got uh, their land back. In the year of jubilee those from things by who were dispossessed it was brought back to them in the year of jubilee they had saved up enough that for even for people who did who were poor people they could have something the year of jubilee is when god prospers you yeah some of you la makala while prosper it's the anointing of god that makes you prosper le wena you don't understand why you are prospering ba ba re bile wa loya ba re o una mfena munhu loyi or ku na nyoka ka munhu loyi ba 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 they don't understand his anointing look at him they say neighbor i'm sorry namara it is just the anointing hai ka abi it's the anointing yeah but note verse 18 the spirit of the lord is upon me now i want to show you something bazelon i want to show you something so in the case of jesus he's called into the ministry All right. So when God calls you into the ministry, he will put his anointing upon. 
Now, we go to Bible school and I've been to Bible school. Okay? We read, we study. You can tell from my spiritual, scriptural exegesis. Yeah. You, you can tell who this guy was. I mean, serious. Oh, hello, Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that the secret to the success of ministry does not lie in your natural intelligence. As much as all that is important to study, to know, I know more than anybody else. There is no way we can do these things except God be with us. Yeah. I get worried by some people who claim to be called. I will share, but there's no anointing. There's a lot of noise and a lot of action. But you see, God anoints preachers, but remember, it's not only the preachers that God anoints. Go with me to Exodus 35. I didn't put it in my notes. I didn't put it in my notes. I can see why you pull these other things out of me. I don't know what is the story with you. Le rappela too much. Now note, remember, let, let, let's give you the, his, the story. In verse 1, God gives instructions for the building of the tabernacle. You remember? And then God tells them the material they must use, right? God gives them the dimensions. But then God said, in building this, my tabernacle, I'm going to get people who are going to actually do the actual building. Are you there? Now, maybe if you can give it to me in the, in the New Living Translation, it will sound much better. So, so God is saying there in verse 30, uh, then Moses told the people, the Lord has specifically chosen Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the grandson of Uri, of the tribe of Judah. God has chosen him. You see, and you see, when you read it this way, you, people don't really realize. See, every one of us is chosen by God. At least Even now, Let me try it again. Everybody here has been chosen by God. That's what Jesus says in John 15, 16. He says, You did not choose me. But But I chose you. That you should go forth. And bring forth fruit. That's productivity. Your career. Your calling. Everything. Whether you are a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, a politician, a business person, an umfundisi. Every one of us, we've been chosen by God. We have been set aside for a specific purpose. And how you will know your purpose, you will see where your passion is. Something that is deep in your heart and you want to give your life to. It, your heart throbs with it. You can't walk away from it. Some people I don't I I I and Because when you look at them, you don't see passion, you don't see commitment. See, when you're passionate about something, you don't put money first. And when you are passionate about something. Mama Lambazan, when you're passionate about something, how yet did you have half? We nakalakabu joke. No, no, no. Some of these people, I think Kim Kokote alone tabon. Serious. 
But when I look at them, I'm under kosher. Because when you look at the way they're handling themselves, even some of you in some of your careers, you've chosen careers that pay you a lot of money. But it's not your area of passion. That's why Rosoko is so. Moses told the people, the Lord has specifically chosen who? He has chosen who? Besides the son of Uri, the grandson of Uri, or the tribe of Judah. Keep going. I must go. The Lord has filled Bezalel, watch, with what? Now, now you're hanging there now. He has filled him with what? Now, we, we, can, we can put it this way. God has anointed him. How? Amen. He has anointed him with the spirit of God, giving him what? Great wisdom and and in what? In what? Craftsmen? Not from this. Craftsmen. Called. Filled with the spirit. Godo. Called him. Craftsmen. Are you telling me mechanic you are called? You see, you see, you see, some of you, you look down upon the things that throb in your heart. You can understand when you see us anointed, but you don't realize that you also are anointed. I'll do a sermon maybe, I don't know anything, to show you that part, how, that, how you can recognize it and how you can work at it. Note, next verse, Iri, he is a master. <laughs> He didn't only go to Stellenbosch University. He's anointed. He's a master craftsman expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. Keep going, please. He is skilled in engraving. How? Anointed to engrave. What a shock. And mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He's a master at every craft. And the Lord, watch this, has given him both him and Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach their skills to others. Yeah. I know when I attended school when I had an anointed teacher in front of me or a teacher who went into teaching because it's a safe profession. Yeah. Particularly those years when corporal punishment was allowed. The unanointed, uncalled teacher used to beat us up, particularly on Thursday. They'd say, Vandag is Donderdag, Echangele Donner. The young people don't understand. Can you explain to them, those who are sitting there? They don't understand. Just help that. Yeah, she doesn't understand what you're talking about. She, she, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, so the, the, the uncalled, unanointed teachers made you listen through force. No, how the anointed? You don't need force. 
Once you start operating in your area of anointing, we all want to come and watch you. All of us, we want to come to your shop. All of us want to come to your shop. Come on, somebody. All of us want to go to your church because of the anointing. I see God's anointing upon your life. Yeah. Problem is, some of you, you are misplaced people. You don't understand how the anointing works. It comes upon. That's what David is saying. I'll be anointed with fresh oil. And when I'm anointed, I'll be strong. I'll be powerful. I'll be able to lead. Amazing enough, when you read in Deuteronomy 33, there's a similar expression concerning Joseph. And it's very interesting that the way it's put there, it looks like the statement made has a double barrel meaning. On the one hand, he's talking about Joseph and what's going to happen in his life. On the other hand, it's referring to David and his kingdom. And the word horns are used. <laughs> Daniel 33, 17, King James Version says, his glory is like the firstling of his bullock, referring to Joseph. And his horns are like the horns of unicorns. Now, of course he didn't have horns. Guys, ladies, Joseph didn't have horns. What are they referring to when they say the brother has horns? It says, with those horns, with them, shall he push the people together to the ends of the earth. The picture that's given is like a bull or a wild ox when it's fighting and it is using its horns to push and have victory and exercise authority and power. It's saying this guy, because of his anointing, he will lead people well. He will make the nation thrive. He will bring results as a king who rules. You need to anoint it, whether you're a king, prime minister, president. Yeah, we make mistakes sometimes by, anoint, by choosing people who don't have that anointing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that half-hearted clapping of hands. I'll take anything. I know some of you are trying to say, Ubu Akamang. No, I'm just preaching. No, I'm just preaching. Shaba yaba. With them shall he push the people together to the ends of the earth and there are the ten thousands of Ephraim and there are the thousands of Manasseh. Let me read it to you in the NIV Bible. It says, in majesty, he is like a firstborn bull. See, the anointing makes you majestic. There's a certain stunzi. Siriti. And how's <laughs> 
I saw people when they kept Jesus. Ah, 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 ah. There's just something about his presence. It's a divine thing. You also have it. It's just that you don't know you have it. Look at your neighbor and say, Look at your neighbor and say, When God has given you tunes, when you stand in your area of anointing, you tunes. I said, when you stand in an area of anointing, there is no one who can be your competitor. Oh, yeah. He says, with those horns, you, you will be like the firstborn bull. His horns are the horns of a wild ox. With them, with those horns, he will gore the nations. Even those at the ends of the earth, such as the ten thousands of Ephraim. So they're using this bullock or this wild ox because it's an animal of remarkable courage and fierceness. Oh, they're saying, when the anointing comes upon you, you'll have courage. You'll have fierceness. They say, you, 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 you Joseph, you'll be called an ox. The reason we call you an ox, we are using the figure of this animal to symbolize your dignity. Your majestic nature, your generosity, your usefulness. We're talking about a wild bull because of his liveliness, its playfulness, its great power. This bull, at the peak of its strength, it is an indomitable bull. You know the team here called Cameroon Indomitable Lions. When the anointing comes on you, you become indomitable. You cannot be conquered because of the anointing. Now, it doesn't mean you don't lose one day. No, you just lose one round, except that you don't lose the match. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It doesn't mean you don't fail. No, you fail, you go down. Mara, you see, you get up again and you go back into the ring. Pazalanda, so many people are struggling. To make their career work. When there's an anointing available to you. See, and I tell people, if what you're doing is not working, and when now you're convinced to return to it, maybe you are misplaced. Maybe Did I say it the right way? And I'm glad I'm standing next to these people who are not responding. You know, there are people who like things. That laubona, you know, I always like, and I always tell you, I always like to watch these, uh, these uh, 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 shows, mobile, but people come and, and, and sing like idols. <laughs> oh, America has, has got talent. Or now, when I say South Africa has got talent. And you know what I've never understood? Did some of these people, did somebody tell them? I mean, really, did, 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 did somebody have an honest conversation? Go, Lebona, what's that game? Danasakaya, ne? Wena haubini wabuwa, ne? And the worst thing for me is when they are singing there 
And you can see the judges don't even know what to do. But what do they so? And then when the judge tells them the truth, backwater, I mean, did somebody tell these people that what they're doing is not singeology, is bimbiology? Did anybody tell them? That's what some of you are doing with your careers. That's what some of you are doing with your careers. Yeah. Yeah. You ran for something for money. Not for purpose. Purpose must always go before. And when you operate in your gift will make room for you. And it will bring you before I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When, 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 when you excel in your skill, even if you have a boss who is jealous, they can never keep you under forever. We'll find out about you one day. Yeah. Because you can't keep somebody. But you see people, I see the way people make choices of the careers. You see even today, the way people serve, they are not interested in their job. Nothing. Somebody's a receptionist. When you come talk to them, their face alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's rephrase. They are facial expressions. That's a very important distinction. <laughs> Their facial expressions are not inviting at all. And you can see these people, they're impatient. It's almost like these little bits on the Arafona. The call center. Some of those call center people. You can tell they're impatient. And when you are telling them they're not listening, you can tell that they're reading a manual on the other side. You know, like, like, like a pre-programmed robot. Then they go, you must first start. And but I did that. But I did that. And I did that. Okay, then you must wait and you can call again after three days. Those are misplaced people. The same way a pastor is misplaced. Without Jola Lidi member Takerek. Without Bechele Tekopil. Without Wamaka, who are a prosper. Gamona Royana, Abiso. Who can you move routine because of Atazak? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, President? You will never leave. If you don't live out your purpose. That's a deep statement. Yeah. You'll never know what it is to be alive. To be passionate. I look at my friends who are in the ministry. I love them so much. They work so hard. But they're always fresh. Fresh. Overnight, you look at them, they're fresh, they even look very young. Many of my friends. And you look at them, you wonder, where do they get their strength from? Hmm? People that are in their 40s, 50s, they are stronger than 20, 20 year olds. Some of you, 20 year olds, you're walking like. How many of you are sitting next to somebody like that? 
the worst thing? You are not content, you are not happy, you are angry with the world. You are a tsunami going somewhere to happen. You've lost your joy. Nothing. Even all the things that you got through, you don't even enjoy it. That very house, you don't enjoy it. That same car. You're always keeping right. You drive about 20 kilometers per hour. When we talk to you, you show us the finger. Sugar. Yeah, but that's because you are not living. You are not living. This is what our former, this is what the founding members who sacrificed for our freedom. That was their approach. They laid their lives down for an agenda of freedom. They felt the passion. They came from their professions as, as lawyers, as doctors, as engineers. They skipped the country. They were willing to lay their lives down. There was no tender in place. Yeah. I cried when I, in 1994 when I saw some of them. But Oliver Tambo, when they came, you could see the effects of the life they had. They never lived to reap the fruit of their labor. They never put money first. They put an agenda of freedom first. Ah, but we live in a time in a world where people are not living for purpose. So they don't know what it is to talk like David and say, I will be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. So David uses oil as a symbol because anybody who came into the office of priest, king, prophet, or a judge in those days, they would be consecrated or set apart into their office by the prophet. The prophet would come with a horn full of oil. And they would have a specific service. You see, you see, this is Eric Tremo. Hey, Moran Antuse. Antuse Moran. Eric Kutle. No, Ketai Wetas is learning. Eric Kutle. Kutle Murilastul. Eric Kutle. So when the prophet set them apart for the office, there would be a function, public function. How can a man go over Montunzi? And he would come with the horn of oil and he would pour the oil on their head. And it wasn't just a little dab. He would literally drench them in oil that it would run down all the way down. Like we see in Psalms 133. Watch this. When it talks about the oil, it says verse 2, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down even upon the beard, even Aaron's beard and went down the skirts of his garments. Why? Whatever calling God calls you in, he's simply saying, you cannot fulfill it in, your, in yourself. You need to be covered in my anointing. You need to be drenched, covered head to toe in my anointing. Yes, I am still using you. You don't lose but whenever how in that sense. 
mara o etsa se o sietsang ka mata a modimo ale ale aleng bo pelomba so they would pour it like you see in Aaron's case Moses would pour he would go down his beard go down his face his clothes would be covered in it all the way down come out tung down the skirts of his garment oh that was a picture of the anointing of god the word anoint means to pour upon the word anoint means to smear david says i, I will be anointed with fresh oil that, that's what will make me strong as a wild buffalo now note the word fresh oil is interesting because david is trying to tell us even if i was anointed last week i need something fresh he's telling us that the anointing upon is not like the anointing within the anointing within never leaves the anointing within it doesn't increase or decrease but the anointing upon decreases and increases and you can start out with it and you can lose it yeah you can start out as a powerful minister and lose anointing yeah so if you are clever you learn to live in a way where you guard the anointing many people are by talk men i'm going to show you you want to be at the peak of your calling you want to be in the at the cutting edge of what god wants you to do you want to make sure inkambo yako you live in such a way that you protect that anointing there are things that when you are anointed you don't touch you don't say you don't do because if you do it if you touch it yahamba e anointing yeah david is saying i'll be anointed with fresh oil this is suggesting that when we have been anointed with oil once we need to return for a refilling or otherwise we will never reach our destination in the same way when you are driving to a far away place like cape town you got to stop somewhere and refill your car even if you are driving a brand new car if you don't refill it it will not get there david is saying what was good and anointed yesterday can become the biggest blockage for what god is bringing tomorrow so we need fresh oil So he's also telling us that the concept of us receiving fresh oil or being anointed again or being filled with the spirit again is what is needed and we see that in Acts chapter 4 these are the believers who had gathered together to have a prayer meeting the reason they prayed is because Peter and John had been threatened by the religious leaders of the day to stop preaching in the name of Jesus This is the same church and the same people who had been filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter chapter 2. When you read verse 4, it says and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. We read from verse 1. And suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind as of there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and it set upon all of them and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it set upon each one of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That's anointing. Oh, that's anointing. 
They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That same group met again in Acts chapter 4. Note, they are praying because of being threatened. They are praying that they must continue preaching. They say, now Lord, look at their threatenings. They are threatening us, these people. Grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Note, they were filled while they were praying. That's why we pray so much. Prayer is our spiritual refilling station. Even better when you pray in tongues, you know, you, 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 you are going to your, to your spiritual refilling station and you get filled again. I know I was filled yesterday, but I'm realizing that I need fresh oil. Somebody say, I need fresh oil. Tell your neighbor, I need fresh oil. Remember, every time I talk about oil, I'm using the anointing. I'm using all of that interchangeably. In fact, Paul talks about this same concept in Ephesians chapter 5 in the New Living Translation. Verse 18, he says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. He says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, the way it's written in the New Living Translation, NIV, King James Version, it does not bring out how it reads in the actual Greek translation. So the, the, the complete Jewish Bible captures it the way it was written in the Greek. Look, Ephesians 5:18, the complete Jewish Bible area. Don't get drunk with wine because it make you, makes you lose control. We won't talk about that one. I talk about another day. Maybe let me talk about it. No, 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 no. It's not what you're thinking. Why is, why is the Holy Spirit drawing a parallel between somebody drunk with wine and somebody filled with the Holy Spirit? There's a lot of things I can talk about. There's one thing I want to tell you about. You know, Mutu Onwiling, their perspective changes. You know, there are some people about Tavane, and they want to address something with you. No, no, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Balong Kela Plak. Unana Roman Keta Bitir Sis. Have you ever seen a drunk person across at Silla ABC? Pamela Colicula Rayos on Chalang is on Hula and Aman. Yes, a car coming at 120 kilos. See, the wine makes them to lose perspective. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You do things that when you are sober, you can't do. Here's Peter and John at the gate of beautiful. Here's this guy sitting next to the gate of beautiful. The guy has been crippled from birth. In your normal self, from birth? Ah, Peter. He's full of the Holy Ghost. The guy comes and says, give me money. Peter says, silver and gold have I none. <laughs> but, but, but such as I have, 
I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now many of you haven't realized the guy didn't rise. And Peter took him by the hand. Took him by the hand. And his feet and ankles get healed. You see, in ministry, I tell Barut, in ministry, if you do not walk in the fullness of the spirit, there are things you'll never do. There are projects you'll never undertake. I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit gives you boldness when we build this building. When we build this building, there were so many stories, horror stories I was told. And you must remember, this is, this is way back. We started this journey way back in the 80s. Wherein you could never ever have in a township a building this size. You got to understand there was something wrong with me when we said the architects must build this size. No, there was something right with me. It's the Holy Spirit gives you boldness. Yeah. And please don't do something if he never told you. But when he tells you, do it. Imagine a Peter, he's in a boat. He knows you can walk on water. He knows. He knows. The brother is a fisherman. He knows. He knows water. He knows a boat. So when he sees Jesus walking on the water, he says, Lord, in fact, Murana Jesopili, he starts by the disciples screaming, Ah! Ah! Spooko! Ah! <laughs> they want to get out of the boat. Jesus says, Hey guys, whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa! I wish I can write the movie on that. <laughs> I can put all that much. Hey guys, whoa! If Jesus was an American, he would go, Guys, chill! Yeah, don't be afraid. It's me. When I Peter out Liana, he was screaming. What you haven't realized? See, no word from God is void of power. When God speaks his word, you saw with the laver, the word. The word works with the anointing. So, that word is not empty or useless. That word has got the power and the anointing to bring about whatever God says. So, it's a calm, well anointing. And he stopped thinking. No, the Bible says, when he saw the wind, we like He stopped focusing on the anointing. He started looking around. Then he says, you can't walk on more. You can't do this. And he began to sink. Anointing will make you do what you cannot do in your natural self. And I can try like a I'm only spaced out. I'm not talking about that kind of showy type of anointing. No. Talk about a quiet stillness of a resolute spirit that when you make decisions, you pursue them with power, with commitment to do it no matter how long it takes. 
That's anointing. Hasee ya show off erasa. Hasee nsa madimona mopilibu alo honore. Likai. Ritri. Kiman libitso la hao. Mafugu fugu. I'm not about that show of kind of anointing. Nah. Talking about the quietness and stillness. Watch this. That was seen on Peter and John. Bible says when the religious leaders confronted them, they said when they looked at them, they could see these guys are not educated. Mara, they took notice. They've been with Jesus. Let me prophesy. They will take notice. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. They will take notice that the anointing is upon your life. I said they will take notice that you've been with Jesus. Yeah. They'll take notice. Because they'll see God do things through your life. That when they compare them with who they know you to be in the real natural sense, the two don't go together. Because yeah. they can't reconcile the two. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? The common Jewish Bible says, don't get drunk with wine because it makes you lose control. Instead, keep on, keep on, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. This therefore suggests, Bazarwana, and I'm going to do just one point because Nakoronites are made, that we therefore need fresh oil in our lives. This suggests, and I'm not being irreligious here, I'm just trying to draw a parallel. This suggests, therefore, that the anointing needs to be refilled. Now watch. Oil, water, fire, wind are used as symbols or types of the Holy Spirit. The reason God does that is that he wants you to study those natural elements. And in studying those natural elements, it will give you an understanding about the spiritual things. God is the best mathematician. He always works from the known to the unknown. And so you owe it to yourself. If God says the Holy Spirit is like wind, go and study the properties of wind. You learn something about the Holy Spirit. If he says the Holy Spirit is like water, go do the same. In the same way, without being irreligious, without being not respectful, we want to look at oil. What are the things about oil through which we can draw a parallel between that and our lives? Because David says we need fresh oil. Number one, well, oil is a liquid. And when it is left in a container for a long time, it will leak out or evaporate. So here we go. The anointing, therefore, leaks out of our lives. And I put that in inverted commas. Or the anointing evaporates. Now you say how. Let me tell you how. You have the anointing upon in your life. And here you are. You are standing against sin. You are resisting the power of the enemy. When you are doing that, you are using up the anointing. You know, years ago, I used to go to the gym a lot. As you can tell, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> uh, a man. <laughs> I used to be really big. I told you the story why I stopped. Ne? People started commenting how, how nice I looked. 
particularly you ladies. And I was really worried. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I want them to listen to the word. So I just stopped going. At least there's nothing to look at. They will say, hey, this guy. Ah, at least I remember what he's saying. I did it on purpose. <laughs> so before I went to the gym, and I used to push very heavy weights, my coach told me, you must load up on carbohydrate and of course protein as well. And I knew, I could tell the difference when I went to the gym having eaten and anikisaj. And you have to eat as well uh, a certain duration before you go so that it can get into your system. And when I'm like that, I'd, I'd really push those weights. I really used to push. But you see, in, in the working out, I'm burning up energy. It's like you run marathons. There's a diet that you must eat before the marathon. And even during the marathon, you know, some things you can take. That's why we take Coca-Cola, bananas. These are foods that are high in giving energies. They can metabolize quickly and they give you energy. Same way with anointing. As you stand against sin, as you resist Satan, as you do the work of God, the anointing gets used up. Same way. Same way. So here's a problem. People stand against sin, stand against Satan, but they never refill. They never take time to refill. So you find you were successfully, you successfully said no when Satan suggested certain things. But he comes up with the same thing. The same thing that you said no to last week. This week, usole mehel. And you can't figure out why the same thing that I defeated last week, today, yan shaya shaya. Hey, maratonte kitokele sowe to etiki bishop. And people can't figure it out. And I can tell you one thing. You haven't learned the disciplines of daily refilling. And one of the disciplines of daily refilling, if I can tell you quickly, one, pray in the spirit every day. Number two, read the word every day. That's the way you refill. If you don't do that, you're going to be spiritually weak. You're going to be spiritually emaciated. In the same way when people don't eat, they lose strength. And they get to a point where they have quashed your core. Totally malnourished. Totally malnourished. And when someone is like that, you can just push them like this, they'll fall. It's not that they don't have the muscles. It's not that they don't have the skeleton. It's that they don't have the food in their system. There are many spiritually pe spiritual people who have spiritual kwashioko. Some of us, if God was to show us our picture spiritually, you would be shocked at what you see. Because you don't read the word, you don't pray. You have no discipline when it comes to Bible reading. So what happens? Your energy, your spiritual, you can't resist Satan. You can't stand. That's what Jesus told Peter When he went out in the garden of Gethsemane, he says, he says pray that you shouldn't enter into temptation. Rappelam, because rappel. You are filling yourself with the anointing. And when the temptation comes, you will be strong like a wild buffalo. Hallelujah. Yeah. So prayerless people, wordless people, give me a head. Umzalwanama, the way you live is questionable. 
Satana wa tsebaru wa iketsetsa ka wena. O mzala no tshwantse re moelo re mara mara yana ga ntlefala wa itse mara yena mara yena ke mzalwana. Look at your neighbor say I hope you are not that mara 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 yena ke mzalwana. Oh yeah. I need to show you this. You see Basalan, the anointing will leak out and evaporate when we live in habitual sin. And I want to underline habitual sin. Now, we all sin. Okay, some of you are about to be paced. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> but the issue is not about missing it and confessing. It's about habitual sin. We all make mistakes. But if we are stubborn and unrepentant and we defend wrong living, one day, Mtanasakai, you'll hit the deck. It's just a matter of time. Why? Because that anointing upon you will evaporate. There's no fundi, see, who can live in sin forever and get away with it. And they don't repent. History has shown us otherwise. Even the most anointed people like Samson. You know, stories of Samson because this guy was so anointed and he was anointed as a judge. Judges were the rulers of Israel. This is before the kings came. And they would, they would, their assignment was to defend the people of God. Imagine. And God anointed Samson. And God gave him instructions. Every one of us, God knows there are things that rebise his song individually. The issue is not about you, Utsebela Mutomu. The issue is not Yeah. So, so God tells Samson, Samson, stay away from the foot of the vine. Don't touch dead bodies. Don't cut your hair. It's called the Nazarite vow. Everybody must have the Nazarite vow. They will cause the anointing to leak out. And all of us, I know things that come by Zisa. That's one reason why I refused as a pastor to also be bivocational and do business. I've been offered many times to run a business. I said no. Because Kaitseva. It's not so much about who judge No, not that. I have this, what they call compulsive personality. When I do something, I go into it with everything. Therefore, I have to have something at long step on. That's all. That's all. Yeah. But I have friends who are bivocational. Bishop Freddie Edwards, he runs businesses. I always marvel. When I'm with him, I always marvel. I said, I don't know how you do that. But you see, they, they think, oh, I know where my limitations are. Yeah. And where my limitations are, I stay away. Joseph knew where his limitations were. When Potiphar's wife was approaching him and said, Pharaoh is not here. Come lie with me. There's nobody in the house. And she approached him and held to him. 
What did he do? He didn't explain. He just left his jacket above a He knew his, he knew his, he knew his treasure. One more minute. Some of you, you don't know your limitations. Build a fence around yourself when it comes to your limitations. Uskaya to a tavern outside Don't go. Don't go to an event that has alcohol. How it's ever. But I'm telling you. God told Samson, Samson, stay away from dead bodies. Stay away from any fruit of the vine. The grapes, wine, stay away. Don't cut your hair. But you see, Samson disobeyed. And here's the sad thing. You know, many times we read that story where on Ayatza that Libitang kana. It's not a parable. Kana Libitang. Huh? Riddle. You know, he killed the lion and then he made a riddle. You know, we were studying that Harleba Anakwan. What my teachers missed is that Samson should not have gone to the corpse of that lion to get honey. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where his problem started. And funny, after he got the honey from the lion, he was still anointed. See, that's the problem with anointing. Even if you've jumped from somebody's bed, you still operate in the anointing. You were lying on a strange bed with a strange woman and a strange man. Yeah. You come with Muruti Warera, but It's not obvious. Mara, it's leaking. Yeah. It's leaking. It's leaking. At that point, it's not detrimental. And Samson kept on one thing after another. And here's the problem. See, it was just a small thing, just honey. Just, 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 just. Unwila Waineka Kaskrumel. I think I think there's something going on here. At that point, young girls in your church. You ask them to come and massage your legs. In your special room. You tell them that Jehovah told you. And you go out the following day and you are anointed. You think you'll stay like that. Yeah. The thing is, it's leaking. It's oil. It's leaking. Now, let me fast track. Then, the chapter we're going to read prior to these verses. Samson is doing so many things. You must go read his story. Go and read it. This guy did so many things. God is using him. He killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey just after Atorobalets ago Delilah. Yeah. With Atorobalets on her lap. <laughs> you think you're the first one who did that? <laughs> Hassan said you are high. So it's very possible Una now that night on her lap. But here, Samson, the Philistines are here. Hey, Matlabudimu. 
Jawbone of an ass. Cha, 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 cha. He's anointed. You won't know because how about anointing? See, that's why more about Tubalatlecha. Reshebile anointing, Arashebile lifestyle. We are looking at the miracles and the signs. People are busy. Oh, you are not looking at the way they live. Jesus didn't say by the miracles you know them. He said by their fruit. Then the Bible says, Samson, Samson, this one and daddy. Samson, Samson. Samson, I tell her That is such an, that statement, Jesus. And when you read from that verse, from that time, not only Lana Tewela Timna, it's because I think it was downhill. Mara, he went downhill in the natural, but he started going downhill in the spiritual. Ah, but tell her about Samson, man. From that time, we said in tow, no conscience, let's all say, Hassan Atawa, say yes, and Jay, Hassan Asatraele. We are peeling Jay. Hanataba, Kitago, Muskimatawana. But then, Delilah, who was sent by the enemy. See, Satan is patient. Satan not all push, I can't all push, or push, or push, or push, or push. He doesn't give up. Same thing, same area, and so buys a million. First time, he buys a Utla Letual. Second time, he buys a Utla Letual, but not so much. Third time, fourth time, nothing happened. You don't see. There's a strategy. Yeah. Then one day, he goes to Delilah's house. And Delilah and says, honey, I he's lying on the lap. You know that, guys. When you're lying on your wife's lap, Maria Asaya could home. You know that, guys, there. No, no, ladies, we're not talking to you. I'm talking to the men here. Just stay out of our business. You people, you think we are not natural like the rest of the people. Ha, suga, yo. There's no logic. Ladies, that's a good time to ask for favors from him. I'm sure we'll let you Honey. I won't touch other places that they touch when you're in that game. Ah, we're now on rat. Put your drawing a rat. Where the secret of your strength is. Ah, we're now. I wanna let's have a revelation, some of you. <laughs> ah, kidding. Every time I'm like, he's so kiaozama. Maraumpli. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right.
then we pick up the story. Judges 16, 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the laws of the Philistines, saying, come up at once. He has told me all his heart. So the laws of the Philistines came up to her, brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. You know, the Bible, it's about this verse. It's not on the knees, it's, it's on the lap, on the thighs, to be more blunt. I said, Naga Nauti. Maria And she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks. Lonavan said, Can I lead the locks? Can I delete the kids in my Bible? You thought it colored this year? Shave off the seven locks of his head. Note how she turns. She began to torment him. Yeah, they lie to you. After that, they lie to you. They lie to you. They lie to you. They just lied to you. When they spoke to you, you broke every rule in the book. You violated your conscience. You walked away from the truth you knew. You sold your innocence. You broke your covenant. You put yourself at their mercy. And after they got what they wanted, you were like a piece of rubbish. That's what they do. That's what lust does. That's what the devil does. He pursues you. He makes you think you are important. After they get what they want, they show you their true colors. No, no, you're sitting with a broken nose. You just didn't have the eyes to see. And you said we were old-fashioned. We've seen many casualties, my dear, before you came. Yeah. These things don't change. We've seen many casualties. She began to torment him. Verse 19. And note, and his strength left him. You see, it doesn't put it right. His anointing didn't, not only did it leak out this time, it, it was empty. He's not even on reserve tank anymore. It's empty. But it didn't start here. It leaked out because of sin. Note, verse 20 is a sad verse. Lisa. You don't want to see a man of God end up like this. And then she said, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. I cannot wait. No tearing. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and I'll just shake myself free. He did not know that the Lord had departed from him. 
When the anointing upon comes, it comes with power, with noise, with signs, with wonders. But when it leaves, it leaves quietly. And oftentimes, it's the people who have lost it who don't realize it's gone. You only realize when you are trying to operate in it. Hi, Saleo. Yeah. See, David says to God, don't take your spirit away from me. Yeah. Because if your spirit's not upon me, God, I'll never fulfill my assignment. Some of us, we allow that to happen to us. You see, Basalan, when you live right, you're not doing God a favor. God is God before you live right, after you live right, if you don't live right. It doesn't enhance his CV. Living holy, you, you, you're not doing me a favor as your pastor. What do I gain? From you living right, what, 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 what do you gain? Nothing. Nothing. You know who gains the most? It's you. And I tell you, Vazalan, you have to be determined to live right. Yeah. I learned this when I was young. And I'm in no way going to stand here and pretend to be perfect. I'm not. But I made decisions in my life. There are things I am not going to break my Nazarite vow. Amen. Even if I can be unpopular for it, I'm not doing it. Why? I know Musa before he was anointed. I know Musa after he's anointed. And I know God's call. You see, the, the, the gifts and callings of God, the Bible, it says, is without repentance. It's permanent. It's not like some of you can change your, your twin. You see, for you, you can just change, go here, go here. I can't. I'm a prisoner for life. And the question I ask myself is, if I disqualify myself for ministry, what am I going to do with my life? If I have no purpose to fulfill, and I've seen, when ministers have done that, your life goes down. What tell her? And some of you, God anointed you and made you strong, but you played with it. David says, I'll be anointed with fresh oil. And this morning, you can be anointed with fresh oil. Even if you've done wrong, even if you've sinned, the Bible says, if you confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And I believe as we pray today, after we have asked God to forgive us, his Holy Spirit will fill this place. And he will anoint us again. God brought this message because he knows about you. And he cares for you. That's why God has given us room to confess and Ask for forgiveness. And if you are bound by a habit, come for help. 
If you can't stop drinking, if you can't stop sleeping around, if you can't stop using people's money and not bringing it back, if you can't stop being abusive, come for help. Please come for help. So that you can be helped to be clean. Otherwise, you will lead your life to ruin. Anointing leaks out. And I believe the Spirit of God would say to us this morning, God wants to renew you. God wants to refill you. God wants to forgive you. God wants to fill you with his power again. If you come with an open heart, his mercy will change everything in your life. If you harden your heart and sit there like you're an important person, well, have it your way. But God looks at those with a contrite and humble spirit. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. You don't have to come to the front for this. You can talk to God right where you are. In the secret chamber of your heart. You can talk to him and say, God, I'm, I'm glad as I came to the service today, you, 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 you thought about me. You're trying to save me from crushing in my destiny. Bow your heads and begin to pray all over the house.